You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray joining you here on Girls Talking Boys. Hello. Oh, hey. Monday fun day. Yes. Uh, it is actually June 15th. And Meg, um, I don't know if you knew this, but one month from now is officially Dak Day. Hashtag Dak Day. Hashtag sign the mans. Pay my quarterback. So if y'all want to put one of those calendar countdowns on your phone, now's the time. 30 days. So, um, anyways, I just saw that when I... Jerry's on the clock. On the clock. (laughs) It's like on the draft day when they're like, the Cowboys are on the clock. Jerry, you've been on the clock. I've been watching you. (laughs) So, I guess we'll find out sooner rather than later. We can stop talking about it here in four weeks. um, Because it's literally been... Yeah, I feel like it's like (laughs) all we've talked about this offseason. We all know the storylines around the fact that the Cowboys had a major coaching change, um, obviously. Amari's, really? yeah, yes, that happened. Wow. Um, Seems like just yesterday. It does. Amari's deal and Dak's deal have been just super top of the line. Of course, you have the draft too, but that feels like everything we've talked about. Um, it's June 15th, but it's been a long year, Megs. And I figured that although all of those are super hot topics, I wanted to bring it back and discuss. 10 things that maybe you forgot happened this offseason. Oh, so you don't want to continue to beat the rest of those things into the ground. Got it. If y'all want to have me talk about why I think we should sign Dak and like nerd out on the salary cap for the umpteenth time, I'm happy (laughs) to repeat myself. I do it in my life anyways. Yeah. Sometimes I just wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh my God, Dak. Yeah. (laughs) I'm happy to do that. You can just put me on repeat. It's like a, what do you want to call that? I don't even know. Broken record, yep. beat the horse into the ground, deja vu. It, all of the above. Option D feels like what we're experiencing now whenever you open up Twitter. Yeah. Um, let's talk about anything else but those. Let's ride. So I'm happy to do that. Um, all right. So what we're going to do, 10 storylines you forgot happened this off season. Number one, um, back in January when the world was still turning, Jimmy Johnson and Cliff Harris actually made it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame Centennial class. I'll never forget that little video of Jimmy Johnson. Isn't that the cutest thing? I got all teary-eyed. Troy got teary-eyed, which made me even more teary-eyed. David Baker, president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you always see those videos where he goes in and they put all the players in the hotels and they have to like... Knocks on the door. Yes, yes. Like the knock on the door comes or it doesn't come for some of them, but... They actually That's went. Kind of depressing. It is like that would be very. I don't think like, I can handle that. They love to show you the ones where he knocks, but like the ones where he doesn't. Yeah, that yeah. that could be a thing. We yes. should look into that. 
Uh-huh, it is. I know Landon Hutchins, um, well, I follow her because she's a blogger, but that like their whole family has been through this process like three or four times, I believe, Steve Hutchins. So, um, or Hutchinson, my bad. Anyways. How dare you? My bad. Add another O in. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't put him in a hotel room. Rather, the Pro Football Hall of Fame president, David Baker, came out and surprised Coach Johnson on Fox Sports Live and that was just, like you said, one of the coolest moments. It's what we all needed, honestly. It really was. And he was so sincere. I mean, him. you, you, you always hear this, but it really is incredible. Less than 1% of those that are in the NFL, players, coaches, all of the above, make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So to even have a bust in Canton is such, a, such an epic accomplishment. But what really got me was the first words out of his mouth. And he immediately thanked the assistant coaches and the players from his teams. And that, to me, I just, I love that. I was like, this is. He's a player's coach. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and that's how you truly, to me, find these guys that are so selfless and, and they really understand and realize, like, hey, listen, like, I know I'm the guy at the helm, but, you know, you want to go out and play and coach for a guy like that who is giving the glory to everyone in the room, not just the face of the team himself. Um, and as you saw, I mean, a guy like Troy Aikman, he was literally the Troy Aikman crying meme <laughs> it was, was a, born. It was a beautiful moment. Okay. Let's, he, like, let's not slander the man for uh, having some emotions. <laughs> that was such a good moment, though. Yeah. I love that. that. I love that. Um, it is kind of funny, though. So while he did get inducted, he will be inducted this um, fall into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're not quite sure what that's going to look like, this ceremony, because, again, while things this was pre uh covid in america yeah at least that we were aware of and so the plan was in august for him to for the hall of fame game go up there and be inducted you know we all did it a couple years ago with jerry we know how it goes um but is he gonna have uh justin timberlake as his performance yeah i don't know who's gonna questions i need answers to questions that we need to know (laughs) If you had to make a guess, who would you guess would be the performer? Well, I wouldn't have guessed T- Justin Timberlake for Jerry Jones, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I would have guessed, like, Hank Williams or something like that for Jerry yeah. Jones. I Sounds don't, a little more old school. Yeah, I don't. I would not have guessed Justin Timberlake either. Looked like he had a good time, though. Jonas Bros, maybe. Oh, my God. Jonas Bros and Jimmy <laughs> J. That feels like the mashup that we all need. Well, yeah. They have this, like, thing where they flip-flop being um, – Cowboys fans and Giants fans, mostly I think they're Giants fans, but I think that we can just bring them back and like acknowledge the Cowboys yeah, they side of that in fandom. Texas for a period of time. Yeah, it only makes sense. So that's on the ballot. Yeah. That's happening. Manifest that for us. Um, happily. Happily. And but it's not gonna be Jerry that's gonna be the one putting the gold jacket on him. It's actually gonna be Troy Aikman. Oh. I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, Troy. Sorry, Jerry. I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. Troy is the one inducting him into the Hall of Fame, and then Terry Bradshaw is actually the one physically putting on the gold jacket. I love that even more. It's so sweet. Yeah. I So, again. Serendipitous. Prepare yourself for more Troy Aikman crying memes. I just feel like he's the new Jordan crying meme with this whole situation going down. I'm telling you. I mean, you can't top the Jordan crying meme. So I think whenever, like, sports tears are involved, we'll still see that one. But (laughs) even though he did get his redemption with the uh, Jordan laughing meme, which might even be better than the crying meme. Honestly, it has been a good year in the content scene for Michael Jordan. We have nothing else to do. (laughs) Um, So despite the fact that he's actually going to be in the 
Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is still not in the Cowboys ring of honor, though. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know why Jerry Jones would be playing like that. It, isn't he's that... playing with Dak, and he's playing with Jimmy. Stop messing around. Quit playing games with my heart. Oh, yes. I've been waiting for a... For some tunes out of you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been like three yeah. shows since I've done a little. You really singing. held back on us. I just drank some water, so my vocal cords were nice and like ready. Well, I could use all of the water today. You're welcome for this content. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I think a lot of people were surprised about that that he hasn't been in the Ring of Honor um, now, especially that he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But even in years past, I think I think you know. Yeah. I, like what's what's he waiting for? There's. I think, I know they have like a weird thing, yeah. but like get over it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Get over it. Um, so the writers and the amazing people that cover the Dallas Cowboys actually asked Jerry that at the Combine this year. and uh, What did he say? <laughs> um, basically, he said, listen, I, you know, I think he kind of skirted around the issue a little bit, in my personal opinion. Uh, he skirt, said, skirt. he was like, well, you know, we want... Jimmy's celebration of the Hall of Fame to be the focus, um, you know, in terms of the right you order. You could have put him in the ring a long time ago. Yeah. It, but Quit playing. He, he did make a reference, which I thought was interesting. Um, you know, if everyone says, like, is, is that the right order of things? He mentioned that Coach Tom Landry was actually in the Hall of Fame before the Ring of Honor as well. And he says, so here we've got the two greatest coaches in the history of the Cowboys, so they can go in the same order. So it seems like it's part of his plan, but we would be remiss to mention the fact that he and Landry didn't exactly have the greatest relationship either. Well, I hope that uh, him and McCarthy don't have a good relationship if that means I get a Super Bowl. Is that how that works? I think that's how it works. I think that's like, RJ has some math about that somewhere. Wow, actually, now (laughs) that you mention that, whoa. Is that the secret sauce, Meg? Yeah. I'm a, a I'm contentious, a, like low-key contentious I'm relationship? I'm spreading rumors online so Jerry gets better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that was the case, we just should have kept, we should have just retained Jason Garrett because. No, Jason, he loves Jason. He did, but like the locker room was not doing well last year. So I feel like their friendship would have definitely done some crumbling had he stuck around for a little bit longer. You know, if someone kisses your butt enough, I think that, or I should say, kisses, kisses Jerry's butt enough. <laughs> I think he'll do, he'll be fine with them forever. And I know that Garrett would never stop. So, <laughs> so um, it sounds like it's not out of the question, but definitely an interesting scenario where you do have um, someone who was very obviously a massive part in the Cowboys' success of the 90s, which is what most of Cowboys fans outside of the 70s refer to when they talk about, you know, the legacy of the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, Jerry, I heard that Mike said that your boat was small. (laughs) And so it begins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Coach Johnson was the only Cowboy great to be elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. Very happy for him. Very happy for him. But Cliff Harris, um, former Cowboys safety from the 70s, he actually waited over 40 years to get this phone call. Can you imagine 40 years? And you're yeah. like, I know I was great. I literally I'm was not a, 40 years old. Yeah, Can like <laughs> this guy is a part of he's he is a part of the Cowboys Ring of Honor. Yeah. First of all. And he was on the all decade team from the 70s. I mean, he literally is a part of the famed doomsday defense from back in the day. Bring that back. 40 years. 
and he finally gets the call. Do we want to go ahead and like talk about maybe having Did, Cliff? Was there a video of that? Because I didn't see it. I didn't. I think I didn't see that either. Well, that sounds like a, a good one. I know, right? Show me that. Yeah. I, I haven't seen any crying memes come out of that announcement, <laughs> for the record. I mean, I don't think he's quite Maybe he was one of the hotel famous. people. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, again, like, he's, I don't even know how Well, old. I don't know. How many times are you going to go to that hotel? <laughs> I'm telling you, Steve Hutchinson, I think, went, like, three times. Yeah. How brutal is that? I mean. You it, literally. It, t- t- it ended well. <laughs> yeah, it ended well, for sure. But, like, you sit there. And they bring you down to, like, wherever they bring you down to. I think it was Atlanta the last couple times. Yeah. And you're sitting in a hotel room with your family, and they're like, all right, we'll just wait there all day and, like, chill in, chill there and, like, watch TV and enjoy. And then maybe we'll call you. Maybe we that won't. sounds boring. How horrible would that be to not get the call and then – or the knock? And then you just have to, like, pack up your stuff, and you're like, all right, see you later. All right, I'm going to hop on my private jet and go somewhere else. That's fair. <laughs> Let's give some perspective. Um, so – Obviously, super exciting for those two, Cliff Harris and Jimmy Johnson, Centennial Class of Pro Football Hall of Fame. But I would be remiss to not mention one of the most impactful players for the Dallas Cowboys who, for whatever freaking reason, keeps on getting snubbed. Oh, are you about to talk about 88? Yes. I'm, I'm still mad. I don't get it. I, that, it makes absolutely zero sense to me. I literally, I mean, I know you guys know how hard we stand the class of 88s on this podcast. Yeah. But, like, whether or not you're a fan, you have to respect what the man did. So I don't get it. I really don't. Where do you think the whole 88 being a thing started from? Yeah. And maybe there's someone before him, but I don't know him. I know Drew Pearson, though. Yeah. <laughs> it starts with him and it ends with him. Okay? <laughs> Figure it out, guys. Yeah, because I said so. So, um... It's kind of, it's bittersweet, I guess, is what the best way you could call it for people and those in Cowboys Nation. Obviously, super happy. Yeah. Cliff Harris waited forever. Coach Jimmy Johnson, we knew he deserved it from the get-go. Um, but They better let my mans in. Yeah, Drew Pearson needs to be he in deserves it. the freaking hall. And also, go ahead and put Jimmy in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, what are you waiting for? Case closed. Break. Number two. Um, we're going to talk another former Cowboyser. Is that what you say? Former Cowboyser? Sure. Yes. It's <laughs> journalism student, guys. The Dobes. The, the Dobe. <laughs> um, so while we're waiting on one Dallas quarterback to get paid, another one went ahead and got paid in this offseason, except for he's Secure not the even bag. in the league. Yeah. <laughs> Romo secured the bag this February, making him the highest paid TV analyst in history. We knew he was good on the field, but like... That's my quarterback. The man's has just glowed up in the in the booth. Like, honestly. And he can't break anything up there. That's so, big, big facts. It's a perfect combination. Yeah. It's like his collarbone is safe. Yeah. He's got a steel... Like, we're putting a steel plate on him, like, whenever he goes... Just in case, like, a football, like, an errant football, like, gets thrown up there, like, he's yeah. covered. I think they have glass, though, so he's fine either way. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. He's good. He's covered. And now he has all the dollars to, you know, cushion his seat. So <laughs> he's good. Um, he had. A- I mean, that's the way to, like, really make a move. Like, you're in the league. You're succeeding, but you're getting beat up all the time. I think his wife was, like, the big, like, cheerleader behind him. Like, yeah. getting the F out of there and, like, being safe and not racking up those medical bills. Mm. So... 
poor Candace, like yeah. having to watch your oh, husband. Oh God. I know. I like. I get it. I know they make money. I know they sign up for this. I know they yeah. get paid a lot. But like, nothing. No matter how rich you are, no matter how much you knew that you signed the um, dotted line to be on the field and like potentially get obliterated, I can't imagine watching my husband or anyone that I love just getting blown to smithereens on the reg. Dude, that, um, the last one against Seattle, the sealed the deal injury. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, no. I, I freaked out when that happened. And I don't know him. Right. I just cheer for him. I'm saying, I'm telling y'all, like, it was. Like, good for her and him. Truly. She's a queen. Yeah. But it all ended up. And she's up, from Plano, so. She is from Plano. Yeah. Her and Chase. Chase Crawford. And? XOXO. Gossip Girl. Yes! <laughs> yes! Um, we might be seeing more of that family, too. Yeah, that little Ed Westwood post was really interesting to me. Um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, which I'm assuming some Chuck of you don't. Ass. We're big into the Gossip Girl gang. Yeah, that was, like, really cool when we were younger. Literally obsessed. So when yeah. I saw that they might be bringing it back, I was thrilled. Maybe we should try and get Chase on the podcast. Like, it's like he's basically He's got to be a Cowboys fan. Yeah, he's a part so, of Cowboys Nation. Yeah. And he can promote his new show because I know that he needs this platform yeah, to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Chase, call us. <laughs> um, so Romo's deal obviously ended up happily ever after because he is doing just fine in retirement. Or I guess this isn't really retirement, but um, he had a $3 million deal, $4 million, or I'm sorry, three-year contract, $4 million a year. And now he just signed a five-year approximately, wait for it, $17 million a year deal. Now we get to listen to him predict plays. Just for some perspective, well, Romo made, I, I did a little research, and overthecap.com um, was great for this. But perspective-wise, Romo made $17 million or more in a season only three times during his 14 years in the league. So that was 2007, 2013, and 2015. And at his current salary, Romo with the new deal, Romo will only need to commentate games along Nance for just under seven and a half seasons to eclipse his total earnings that he made the entire 14 years he played. Sounds like he made the right choice. Also, for whatever it's worth, he surpasses even John Madden in the amount of dollars earned per year. Does that mean that he's going to make a video game? Honestly, is it the Romo curse now instead of the Madden curse? I feel like that fits. <laughs> Because things okay, were definitely I've had, cursed. I've had enough Romo curses. I'm done with that. I was going to say, things were definitely cursed at times with him, <laughs> I have to say. Um, so. Well, I really enjoy listening to him on Sundays. So I'm very glad that he's making some money. Honestly, I am too. Not like he was going to go anywhere. Well, Maybe actually. He might have gone like different station, but he wasn't going to be off our television. I was going to say, like when um, our guy, Gold Jacket Wit, was not so gold jacket on ESPN in his uh, commentating career. I heard, oh, yeah, I didn't hear. I don't talk to ESPN, but like what I was seeing right. reports were that ESPN was ready to make an offer. And they were like, listen, this guy's good. We have some spots. We need to make some movement. Like no one knows what was happening on a Monday Night Football with the tripod that they tried to put out there. Like that was so <laughs> odd. I can't even handle it. That was so weird. Like I was like, I was Booger like, Mobile. what? Why is Booger on a freaking, like, 
trolley on the ground, just like scooting around on the sidelines. I can't handle that. That was ridiculous. Talk about going off the rails. (laughs) You know what though? As someone who works in marketing, I have to give them credit for trying. Because I would rather, I know it was a massive fail, but I would rather try something new and crazy and different than just keep doing the same thing I always did. I hear that. But like, it was a big F. (laughs) So, A for, I'm A for effort-ish, but no. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Tony Rome's still going to be at CBS. Made some bang. See, I can always see Wit as more of like a... Coach. Well, he's a coach Yes. But, like, if he was going to be on TV, I wasn't going to say, like, call, or is it calling plays? Is that the right term? No. Yeah. I could see him maybe in, like, the studio. Like, right. Yeah. Like, let's throw it back and have Wit, like, yeah. tell us how great of Fox a Fox NFL Sunday lineup. Like, what, yeah. yeah. Like, that to me makes more sense. I could yeah, totally see the that. The whole booth thing didn't really do it for me. He needs, like, small snippets where he can just speak anecdotally instead of having to do fully comment on an entire game. Right. I mean, it was just a lot. I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I know. It's like that's the thing. It's like you can play sports for as long as you want, but that's a whole different ball game. Right. And to just and go it's in, so crazy to watch Romo go seamlessly from one to the other. Yeah, I mean, and I I don't I don't know this for a fact, but if Jason Witten's work ethic tells you anything, I'm sure the man tried his hardest, and that's what makes it even sadder. Good I job, good effort. Yeah, I'm glad he's back on the field basically in summary i'm sorry jace but um yeah so one cowboys quarterback got paid and one is waiting to get get paid reminder one month from now jerry you're on the clock on the clock um so while waiting lost his job or left his job to be determined whatever happened um a with espn and then b with the cowboys chris richard also still doesn't have a job well also doesn't have a job and i can't i can't speak for you but like I was actually really surprised by this. I'm, I continue to be surprised by this. Can we just talk about how... Like, I'm not saying he's, like, the best coach in the world, but to go from such a golden boy to, like... Yes! Unemployed. This is all within a year, Meg. Like, literally, I kid you not, he was the second coming. Like, you couldn't touch the man two years ago. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, he's gonna, he's gonna you know, be the next Cowboys head coach. And... If, if we don't lock him down, someone else will. Like, he is a hot commodity. And now... Yeah, I was really convinced that that was the way to go. I feel very dumb now. The guy can't even get a job. Nope. Literally is on as a free agent. And that just kind of blows my mind. Um, I also... I just feel like he may get, like, an assistant job, which is kind of a downgrade. Where? But I you don't know? know. Like... There's got to be something. Right? I mean, here's the thing What's I think is good about most NFL teams what I'm noticing is that if a coach or a guy or a team likes you enough they'll just make a position for you like a la Monty Kiffin where it's like hey you're the assistant to the regional manager (laughs) and we don't don't we don't know what that means but like you're in the building you're good yeah like we'll cut you a check yeah can you just go print this for me and like bind this and we'll be back um I, I, I can't, it was just weird to me either way. But I know everyone saw um, former Cowboys safety George Iloka made a comment in March when he went on a radio show. And I think that like shocked everyone because, you know, again, like you hear Chris Richard and you think 
the the Legion of Boom. Yes, like the the coach from from the Seahawks and just like everything those guys were able to do, like they were unstoppable. For or well, I'm you sorry, even think of like when you're thinking of the Cowboys, you're like, oh, linebacker core, like hot boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I guess that's not the case because George Iloko came out and he's a former safety for the Cowboys and he said, listen, like when I tried to disguise cover three in practice, like I would actually get in trouble. And I think that was shocking to him. And I think that's shocking to everyone who heard that, quite frankly, because why would you just outright want people to know that you're what defense you're running? Yeah, that makes no sense. Um, I I have to give it to him. It's a bold strategy. Like, I guess he, I mean, basically he's like, listen, like he literally was saying. Yeah, but like once it doesn't work, maybe don't do that. Again? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what's the saying again? Like, uh, first time shame on you, second time shame on me, or whatever. Something like that. It kind of feels like what this is. Yeah. But basically, he just was bold, and he said he turned around. I was like, listen, like we're an eight bo- eight man box team, and like I want them to know when we're stacking the box, so that they feel so intimidated when they see us stacking the box. I don't want them to want to run the ball, so they have to throw. But to I guess what kind of confuses me is that I get it that that made sense when you were working with guys like Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas. Like, yeah, obviously. But to think that you can apply that same philosophy and just completely transport it over to this Cowboys secondary, which is quite frankly the the weakness on this team outside of special teams last year, <laughs> um, yeah. of course, which we'll talk about in a minute. But like Cheeto, Xavier Woods, like I love Byron Jones. I love Jeff Heath. But like you can't say like in their prime – no guys on our secondary, yeah, in my opinion, compared same. to like what he used to be working with. No, it's not the same. So I guess like honestly, I have to wonder if if stuff like that truly impacted um, his ability to even make a move after the Cowboys. It's just kind of wild. And there was rumors about conflicts on the coaching staff. Um, you know, last year, like obviously when things were falling apart and. I think I was with uh, Mike Fisher on Sports Illustrated where Richard came out and was saying, hey, listen, like, he didn't explicitly say that there weren't conflicts, which I thought was very telling, which, of course, obviously, like, right. if there weren't conflicts, like, come on. Um, but he did say he was like, listen, I wasn't a part of that, so I don't really know. And I know he interviewed for the Giants head coaching job and obviously didn't get that. And then supposedly at some point was being considered for a role with the 49ers. And maybe the Sherm connection, like him, you know, yeah. like I, but again, it's, it's literally a month or so out from training camp and he is still on the streets. He might need to take a lap. I guess it's not unheard of to take a lap. Mike McCarthy did it and look where he is. But it just, it's kind of shocking to me. My, how the mighty fall. vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away that's where viator steps in you can book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. 
so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, all right, so I mentioned a minute ago special teams, and boy, were they woefully bad last year. Big L. So I, I am very biased. I'll say this now. Because Rich Basaccia is like my work dad, and I love him. <laughs> you so, and Dave and your work dads, I can't. <laughs> so I have to say all this and like totally, you know, preface what I'm about to say. But like, I'm not saying the Cowboys were the best special teams unit of all time when he was there. But man, they took a fall after he left. And... I was doing some reading um, a couple months ago, and Rick Gosselin, former Dallas Morning News, uh, longtime Dallas Morning News, great reporter, did a ranking of all the teams at the end of 2019 season for their special, te- special teams unit. Guess out of 32 where the Cowboys landed. 32. <laughs> I would have said the same, first of all. But no, luckily for us, we are just one step up, Mego. Oh, 31. Well, 31. Oh. 31 for Byron. Whew. Good thing we let him go, right? Yeah. No. Oh, oh, wait. Makes a lot of sense. Anyways, that wasn't special teams. What am I talking about? Anyways. That's true. But, you know, if we want to bring that back up, doesn't make any sense to me. We're upset. But of all the teams, <laughs> this is so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas ranked worst in kickoff returns. Wait, who is 32? Tampa, Tampa Bay. Ah, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Ta- Tampa Brady. Tampa Brady. <laughs> Which one do you like better, Tampa Bay or Tampa Brady? I think Brady? I like Tampa Bay because it's more ridiculous. Has he traded both or trademarked both? Yes. Dang. He's well, on top of it. I wonder who his marketing manager is. Do you think that was his idea or his marketing manager? Do you think he was like sitting on the patio of that? Well, who's, whose house is he renting? Like is it Alex Rodriguez or something? Like in Tampa? Probably. It's some baseball player. and Or Derek, Derek, yeah, some baseball player. Some baseball Like amazing baseball player. Sorry. Someone's going to tweet me and be like, some baseball player, eh? Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is like in Miami, though. Yeah. So that's not other side. I know. I can't. I can't remember. I could Google this. I don't. Yeah, I don't keep track. I don't keep track of that. But I don't care that much if if we're being totally honest. You can tweet us and let us know. But like, not very (laughs) concerned. Either way. Yeah. This is taking a really long turn for this short story. (laughs) I, like, I'm like, I'm wondering. As if, always. As always. I wonder if he's like sitting on his patio with like smoking a cigar and he's like, you know you what? No, he wouldn't smoke a cigar. TB12? Yeah, that's not part of his regimen. Okay. He, uh, he sip- just had some unseasoned chicken and uh, swallowed a couple sipping gulps on, of water. Sipping on some sparkling water. I don't even know if carbonation's Selfie? allowed. <laughs> mm. Do you think not? I have no idea. I've never looked at the book, but you know. He's probably like, it bloats you. You can't have it. <laughs> um, anyways. So I digress. Cowboys were 31st out of 32nd, out of 32 teams. So um, some struggles, to say the least, in this previous season. But the good news is, um, and we know how much I love talking about this topic, the Cowboys actually did go ahead and sign a kicker, not one, but two. Kai Forbath, we knew that guy um, was in the mix because he actually came in last season um, and superseded or placed 
Brett Maher. Who is uh, Kelsey's favorite kicker. I just would like to say, you guys, you and Dave can go ahead and tell me I'm right. I know my methods were very poor <laughs> in how I described my feelings about his performance. I'm not proud of that. But I do believe that I was correct <laughs> at the very least. You can just say it. Look, the Maharati doesn't go below 60, <laughs> 60 yards. But you know, what it, you know what it does do? Actually, no, that was just 2018, Mego, because he literally had 10 misses from attempts on 30-plus yards out. So that was like a one-kick wonder. Ooh, did you like that? <laughs> Give me a point. Give me a point. I get a point for that. One point. Um, I award you one point. He struggled so mightily the first 13 games of the season. He literally yeah. was only 66.7% on all attempts for the year. Um, again, you know, he was pretty okay. Mm. He would he would put some of those Hail Marys through the uprights, which was always fun. But just a, a smidge above not 50, enough. not good enough. Uh, so in comes Kai Forbath in December. He closes out the year with a perfect record, 10 for 10, which I did appreciate. That was enough to get him a one-year contract. Yeah. Um, and CBS Sports brought this to my attention, that a plot twist, if you will. So this is not Kai's first stint with the Cowboys. I think probably people probably mentioned this, but I totally forgot. He actually came in in 2011, so almost a decade ago, and was competing for Dan's job then. Wow. So the plot thickens. He's back. He's he's like he's like, sup Dan, finally got you. <laughs> Ten years later, um, so he got a one year deal, which was great. And I think we were all pretty okay, at least with the fact that we had that position at least a little more secure. I mean, ten for ten, I'm gonna be okay with that. That's a little better about it. Sure, but then with the new coaching staff coming in the door, um, we also got a new special teams coach in the building and. He brought a guy with him. So um, Fossil, John Fossil, nicknamed Bones, which is great. That's a great nickname. It makes so much sense. Like, I wish I was... Like, mad I didn't think of it myself. Right? I mean, first of all, it just makes it his name, Bones Fossil, got it. But, like, he's also lanky, so it just is especially making sense in that regard. Great name, John. Love Coach. For him. Um, But Coach Fossil came in and he said, listen, I got a guy... Greg Zerline. Uh, might have heard of him. Might have heard of him. He played with me seven years at the Rams. I brought him into this world, and I'm going to bring him out. <laughs> um, and he brought him in, and they signed a pretty significant deal with him. I just can't help but see the writing on the wall when it comes to the deal that Zerline signed versus the one-year deal that Forbath signed. Um and, you know, I guess I don't blame them for going ahead and inking. We've been asking for a little kicker competition for years, though, so. Yeah, I mean, under under Fossil's reign, like, the Rams special teams unit earned NFC special teams unit of the week 15 times. Oh. Is so, that a lot? That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty okay with that. Granted, yeah, seven years, but still, like, 15. I mean, that's still a lot. Yeah, that's that's about, like, twice a year. Did I do the math More than right? us. Yeah, more than us. Um... Either way, seems like things are looking up. But I don't know if I would put him as a lock for starter, though, Megs, because he also is coming off of his worst season. I'm not going to take the last (laughs) 
three games of a year that Kai kicked for and be like, oh, well, you had 100% accuracy. And then, and then you know, Zerline had 72.7 career like accuracy last year, um, considering it's like partial season compared to full season. But it was his career worst season. So, hey, like I said, I love a little competition. Yeah, I mean, we give we give Maher a hard time, but he wasn't that much better than Maher Maher stat wise. I know stats are just <laughs> stats, but still. Um, and I couldn't help but think. I mean, I've I've saw some some narratives on the line where people were saying, "Hey, listen." You say on the line as in online? Yeah. Okay, just wondering. Yeah. yeah. Did you get it? <laughs> I did. Do you feel like people were like, what is, do you think people really think that I think that's how you say it? Or do they think I'm like. I don't know. Sometimes I think. But things, every time you do say it, I, like I've said this before and I'll say it again, it always reminds me of the movie that Lance Bass starred in back in his day. What was that? On the Line? It was called On the Line. Oh. <laughs> You're like, well, Kelsey, it was called On the Line. <laughs> and that's why it makes me think of that. <laughs> <laughs> you see you see how what I did there? <laughs> Do you see how I made that connection? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So um, online you saw this. <laughs> yeah, online I saw this. Wow. Um, I think it was the same CBS article that I was reading about it. But two years ago, he was at hitting a career high 95% accuracy. Mm-hmm. And that's great. You know, like obviously that's very like I mean, Dan Bailey-esque. But what also is Dan Bailey-esque is that two years later, he's in decline. So do you feel like, are we catching him in his downward trend? I mean, that's definitely possible. Um, I think it's going to be good to have two guys on the line to <laughs> compete for that job because we haven't had that in the past. Or we haven't. It's been really a long time since we've, since it's been in question, like, when they brought in Maher, they were like, by Dan Bailey. Yeah. Like, really quickly. They didn't really compete over that job. And I would look at him and I'm like, oh, well, you've been in the league seven years. But then again, like, Morton Anderson was in the league till he was like 180. So, yeah. you know, they have a different. He should have just had a bad year and, like, he'll kick Kai out and we'll see. But it could very well be that Kai steps up and he's like, this is my job. Well, Bye. according to the new CBA, this is another plot twist. You do I love a plot twist, right? We're full of them. Yeah, isn't this so much more fun than talking about Dak's contract and whether we should sign it or not? <sighs> I'm just saying. One month. Just considering con- consideration for alternative topics, they do <laughs> exist. Um, but with the new CBA, teams do have the ability to carry two more guys on the active roster on game day. So technically speaking, if they felt they wanted to have depth that badly at that position, they could. So. Yep. I don't. I don't know in what you I don't, don't know have if, to kick him out right away, you know. A I just don't know if it would be something that I would do, especially with I mean, I, I wouldn't do a lot of things that people do. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like for me, I'm just so hung up on the defensive side of the ball. I'm like, "Man, can we just get a guy like Justin Tucker? Do you want to come back to Texas?" I know you lived in Austin, but Dallas is pretty all right too. It's close enough. If you want to make a move, I feel like we could figure out a deal. I will write you a check. I can't guarantee you that it won't bounce, but I will write you a check if you're interested. I'm going to reach over into Jerry's wallet real quick. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so again, some interesting stuff to be looking at on the special team side of things as we go into camp this year. A guy who will not be at camp, though, most likely is Tavon Austin, number 10. Oh. I, it looks as though they're not bringing him back. I mean, he's a free agent this year. Um, I, this was an interesting one for me. I, I kind of feel like this guy, when he came in from the Rams, he was... He was exciting. He was. And we brought him back. speedy guy. Yeah, 2018. We were like, this guy is going to really make a big splash on our offense. Like, we need someone to take the top off the defense. Like, blah, blah, blah. And there was talk about creating some plays or, like, formulating some of the offense around him. It just never panned out, Meg. Yeah. And that that could be for a, a multitude of reasons. It just might not have been the system or whatever plays they were drumming up might not have been for him. But, yeah. I was looking up some of his stats, and granted, this is four years in between, and I know the lifespan of a wide receiver is so different, and he was utilized in different ways and just, quite frankly, utilized. Yeah, they utilized. Him all over the place. Yeah, he was all over the place in, in with the Rams. But 2015 season compared to 2019 season, um, 104 touches, uh, averaging 8.7 yards, 19 touches in 2019 combined, and average of 11.8 yards. For his entire career with the team, he had a 419 yards, 33 touches, four touchdowns, and 12.7 yards averaging each time he touched the ball. They also used him as a punt returner on special teams, but again, I feel like we've we've kind of determined that we can fill some of those roles with A, some of the guys we drafted, and just B, some of the guys we've picked up in this offseason. So... I think what it sounded like to me is what they were doing is waiting for this offseason and draft to really shake out. Um, you know, he's he's your he was going to be your he, he kind of sat in the X slot and and when you got a guy like Amari and you're like oh we're signing him he's our X receiver you don't really need Tavon as much yeah especially when you bring a guy like CD Lamb in the door oh CD Lamb he's all right I've heard of him yeah. A guy who could potentially also fit that role as well once he, you know, mature matures into the NFL form that he should be. So yeah, it doesn't really seem like there's a spot for him, but technically no one took his number. So. Shouts out CD Lamb for just being the guy that's like, he, if you think about it, at first he was like, I'm gonna wear number ten, so we're like, oh, Tavon's gone, and then he's like, no, I'm actually wearing number eighty eight, and so we're like, oh, Dez is gone. He's just out here kicking guys off the team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He wasn't, he wasn't here to begin with. But you know what I mean? He's yeah. shutting doors on people. Pretty and bold for a rook. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what they end up. I, I don't see why they would, but you never know. Yeah. I. They always surprise me. They do. But I, I think the writing's on the wall. It pretty much. Basically, when the writing was on the wall, when the draft ended and the first round played out how it did yeah I think we kind of knew um so anyways number six on my list Mego was another veteran guy who the Cowboys did not opt to bring back or at least have not that'd be Michael Bennett and I know he was only with us for a whole hot minute but I can't help but remember 
and just think about the impact that he did make. I mean, listen, the guy's a veteran D end. Yeah. We need help on that in that regard right now. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, you know, there was just some struggles there. 11 seasons, he's 34 years old. I don't even know if he knows if he's going to play anymore. Right. And so I guess it's not super surprising, but he recently did come out and say, like, hey, listen, I want to finish my career in Seattle, which obviously comes as no surprise because he spent five years there. Yeah. One Super Bowl, three times as a pro bowler up there. Like, that's his home. Um, but the Cowboys actually traded for him in the bye week with the Patriots. They got a conditional seventh rounder and obviously bringing in depth in the D-line. But, like, a few weeks later, what surprised me so much about him was the Bills game – he was the one who st- stepped up and was just mother-effing the team in the locker room when they were not Someone performing. Someone needed to do it. Yeah. It didn't really help too much, but... No, but, like, I think to me, there was obviously a lot of talk about where's his team going? The team isn't even playing hard for this coaching staff. Like, no one's buying into what, you know, Coach Garrett and this team is offering them anymore. And then on top of that, to have a new guy, like granted he's a really well-respected vet, but to have a a new guy come in and be the voice of motivation, the leadership, voice of reason, that just was such a sign for me. Like that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for Jason Garrett. Right. (laughs) And it it was just the ultimate sign to me, like, hey, this team really is falling apart. Yeah. Like if you wheels off. Yeah, if you have to have a new guy come in and be the one, like, yelling at your team, like, that's just not great, Bob. Yeah. I mean, I think by that point in the season, I was just like, so when is December coming? Like, are we done yet? (laughs) I can't watch this anymore. Bring on the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. It was definitely rough, to say the least. Um, So I guess for me, you know, Granted, we do have a new coaching staff coming in. I think that it seems as though a lot of players, at least the the external communication they're giving people, are excited or yeah. happy about the change. And I think it's a. I mean, it's always nice to have a breath of fresh air. I don't think anyone was like super upset that Jason Garrett left. As far as like anyone on the team goes, I'm sure they like had a good, no. decent personal relationship with him. But it's like. When it's not working, it's not working. But who in your mind do you think really has to step up from a leadership perspective this year? Because, again, like, that was just kind of alarming for, to me that that was the guy that was I think, I mean, lighting a fire under people. Dak is, has always been a good leader on this team. I think this year is where he's really going to have to step it up. Um, like, not saying he's done a bad job in the past, but, like, sure. talk about – going from one regime to the next, um, like someone who's a consistent... Continuity. Yeah, part of this team. Um, and I think he will I think he will do that, too. I, like, he's always been that guy. But even, even more so now, I think he can see, like, I think there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. Like, right. I have this great team. I have a new coach that believes in, like, or is saying that he believes that um, whole build a scheme around players and not the other way around so he's battle tested yeah yeah I would say on the other side of the ball too like D-Law I oh, do yeah 
I do feel like, of course, like he's been that voice and I think he'll continue to be that voice. I think Gerald McCoy might actually be a good one too. Gerald McCoy, another good one. Yeah. He stepped in and already been great. Like yeah. I really did love He's him. already like talking to the new guys. Like that's, I love that's that. really cool. Uh, let's not forget about Sean Lee. Yeah. Sean Lee's always going to be. Generally. The general. And, you know, even when he's not like playing for this team, he's going to be coaching. Yeah. Go ahead and quote me on that. Leave us. <laughs> um, so while they didn't bring back Michael Bennett and Tavon Austin, my number seven storyline was the re-signing of Anthony Brown. I talked about it before. We've talked about it. If you know anything about this Cowboys team, the secondary has been a bit of a struggle for a minute. Um, yeah. It was that's putting it lightly. So 2016 sixth rounder from Purdue. They went ahead and inked a deal with him in March for three years, $15.5 million. I mean, this was especially important because Byron Jones yeah. went to the Dolphins. Right. When you lose him, you know you had to lose Byron because you had to pay yeah. You had to pay Amari, you had to pay Dak. Price wasn't right. Sad, <clears throat> but true. But it was especially important to get this guy in the door, or I'm sorry, keep him in the door, rather. <laughs> right. Because we just need it. We need that depth. Um, he only played nine games last season, though. Um because we all know that he had that career-ending surgery on in November on his triceps. But, again, within that, those games, he, he showed up, you know, nine, 17 tackles, five passes defended. So I'll give him credit, um, you know. Let's build on top of that. For sure, <laughs> for sure, which is exactly what the Cowboys are doing. I don't know about you, but I have felt like the Cowboys this offseason, and maybe I'm just – I mean, I'm just hyper aware because there's been nothing else right. to pay attention yeah. to. But it really does feel like they've been pretty active. Um, they also, on top of re-signing Anthony Brown, they brought in a couple couple of free agents. We knew about the safety position. But um, I want to keep it on corner. Daryl Worley from the Raiders, they signed him to a one-year deal. He's a vet, which is great. He intrigues me. He does intrigue me, too. Outside of his antics in the past with the Eags, which I'm. Let me just That's, say this: if you anyone will go crazy if they're in Philadelphia for too long, so I can't. I can't. You can't hold it against wasn't him. Wasn't he only in there for like a month? It'll it'll do things to you, man. <laughs> he wasn't built. for There's that. something in the cheesesteaks up there. He okay. Wasn't, he wasn't built for that city. Um, I mean, I can't. It was a very. It's very stupid. Don't drink and drive. But like. I mean that didn't. I can't knock him for like he didn't even really get on the field with it with them. So I can't even like judge him his field performance on that. Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe he was like, I dare you to cut me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, he did end up in um, in Oakland, and I, at least he went on the upswing a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think what's cool about him and intriguing is that he literally is able to play multiple positions right he's got a lot of position flex that's why Gruden liked him so much and I think that's something that this Cowboys team defense and specifically the secondary I think they're looking out for like it sounds like every time we've heard about a guy they've selected on the defense it's like oh well he has the capability to do this or he's played this position and this position before sure and that's like multiple different guys yeah, I mean, we heard about it in the draft after with Jerry talking about Reggie Robinson and mm-hmm. how they're like, hey, listen, he could maybe switch around a little bit. Like, um, Warley specifically. And Diggs used to play wide receiver. Yeah. Like, that's a good sign I mean, interceptions and things. Yeah. <laughs> the ball, the ball, the ball. I, I, I want them, please. So, so Warley's played all over the secondary, in the slot, outside, and at safety. So, again, like, it feels like they've got guys in the door that can – potentially make some moves they also went out and signed more vet talent they weren't done with that yet um cornerback maurice kennedy 
So another one-year deal. Outside corner, special teams. Again, flex. It's normal to see guys that are going to be playing on special teams as well, but <laughs> I'm very okay with some additional talent in both of those categories. I mean, for as nervous as we've been about the defense and are they doing enough to like really make a difference on the defense it's um at least encouraging to hear that they've got some dynamic guys come in and that they are open to messing this messing around with the scheme to fit like what guys they think would really thrive so let so, me give you the guys that are going to be sitting in that cornerback room because give them to me. we will have some good competition like you said um you've got cheeto you've got jordan lewis Anthony Brown, Maurice Kennedy, uh, C.J. Goodwin, and then Trayvon Diggs and Reggie Robinson as well. So cornerback competition is going to definitely be a storyline this offseason. Todd Archer was talking about it. Um, this is a fun fact. Dallas has not had a corner with more than three interceptions in a season since Terrence Newman had four in 2011. So competition is a good thing. As much as I would like to say that 2011, that feels like yesterday. Uh, holy crap, that's a long time. <laughs> really, though. That was, oh, I was. It's 2011. I like, was 21. RIP to I my I was youth. 21, too. That's so sad. Remember when? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can never remember when and doing some throwbacks for you. I was doing some digging on the Cowboys coaching staff because, again, I was looking at um, off-season storylines, and we know that Jason Garrett is no more here in Dali, but he is actually up in New York as the offensive coordinator. It seems as though he has some influence on who's getting hired, too. Uh, Joe Judge, first time head coach, special teams guy from New England. So I think that in itself is a pretty innovative, interesting Maybe desperate hire? I don't know. I don't want to say that. He must have pretended to like his Yorkshire pudding. Maybe. But um, I was actually pretty surprised to see some of the guys that were making up this New York Giants staff. So we knew about Colombo, Mark Colombo. He was with the Cowboys player, but also he went and did some scouting for us for a little bit, and then he was the offensive line coach. Um, Stephen Brown, offensive assistant, he's also up in New York now. But Derek Dooley, if y'all remember duels, he was the quarterback's coach for the Cowboys 2013 through 17. And he made a stop at Missouri, uh, University of Missouri. And now he's in New York as an offensive assistant. And also Jerome Henderson, who was... So when is uh, Jason Garrett going to be the head coach? Literally, this is what I was saying. I was like, wait, so... (laughs) Like, he's not the head coach of that team. I feel like you're just like, so my days are numbered or what? This is what I'm saying. Like, I, That's at least what it looks like. You can expect an offensive yes. coordinator to have some impact on the offensive side of the ball. But, like, I can't help but think that Jerome – and, I ha- again, I haven't done too much research. Like, I don't know if Joe Judge and Jerome have ties, but I definitely know that Jerome and Coach Garrett have ties. I do like the name Joe Judge, so um, – It's a great name. Yeah, because I, I do like to judge. Yeah. So – Feels like it's one of those like, it like a lawyer commercial or something. Like yeah. call the judge. And I'm gonna fudge this up. There's a guy in the Yankees that his last name is Judge. Aaron. Yes, Aaron. A A Ron. And they do like fun things with his name. Aaron Judge. Yeah. I'm pat on the back for me remembering that. I am not good with the baseball things. As often. I should have remembered that because 
I, my sister's name is Erin, so, like, how did I mess that up? I don't, I don't know. know. But. <laughs> You're welcome. I just completed the other half of your brain. Thank you. So, um, needless to say, the Cowboys 2.0 coaching staff is actually the Giants coaching staff. So, expect to see the same thing. I guess. Like, why are you so obsessed with us? <laughs> Familiar faces all around. Um, and I will end it with my last number 10 storyline because I'm petty. We last are petty. Last but not least. Let's also stick on the NFC East slander. Team petty forever. The Eagles were on All or Nothing, the Amazon show, I guess, this offseason. And I didn't even know. And I don't think anyone Look, watched. Look, we're all starving for content, and yet, how did I not know that this... But not that content. Apparently not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they probably thought they were going to be, like, last dance worthy, and they're not. Uh, I don't think anyone's last dance worthy, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> it's like Lance. Yeah. Are people watching the Lance documentary? Um, I know they watched it on Pardon My Take. Um, uh, yeah. I watched it... He's just so unlikable. I haven't recorded. I haven't watched it yet either. But I have seen the clip where he's like effing people off or effing people out. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. That's not even a saying. I'm going to I think he went to Plano East too. Did so. he really? Yeah. Oh. If I remember correctly. But you don't like them anyways. No, I don't. The wrong Plano school. <laughs> not East, not West, just best go Plano. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so in conclusion, you guys... There has been more stuff going on this offseason outside of signing Dak is really what we're trying to say. Yeah. Let me go ahead and but summarize. Eagles. Uh, Eagles for <laughs> never. We'll get to that again per use. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, Cliff Harris into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Our guy, Drew Pearson, the original 88, was snubbed. Rude. Figure it out and put Jimmy into the Ring of Honor. Romo got himself a massive paycheck. Way to go, number nine. Secure the bag. Chris Richard still doesn't have a job. He's not getting a paycheck. Um, two guys who are going to be kicking a ball for the Dallas Cowboys, at least until August, are getting paid on the kicker side of things. So we've got some competition going on there. But there is no competition for the number 10 number because Tavon Austin is not going to be in the building and he probably won't be anytime soon. Michael Bennett as well. We'll probably see him up in Seattle if he comes back into the game. I believe his brother did some, like, signed some deal for a TV show or something, like a kid's TV show. Anyways. Interesting. Yes. Um, the Cowboys did some due diligence on the cornerback side of things. Secondary specifically, Anthony Brown was re-signed. Daryl Worley and Maurice Kennedy are going to be your free agent signings, so you're going to have some good cornerback competition. So hopefully we will get some production in terms of I just need to pick six interceptions like all day this upcoming year. Hands team. Um, especially against the Giants coaching staff, which they're just a big old group of copycats because they're Cowboys 2.0. They want to be. Yeah. And then last but not least, Eagles for never. <laughs> Literally always. I'm not going to go into the jersey switches because um, we all know that Atlanta Rams, Tampa Bay, and the Browns all had upgrades or downgrades Hold in some ca- cases to their jerseys. Yeah. Just so I have a second to like throw some, again, more NFC slander, I just really don't know what the Rams were thinking. It's not a good look for you. Like, I know you have a young head coach. I know you're in a trendy city, but like, 
What are you doing? I mean, now that RJ said it looks like a cat toenail, I can't get that out of my head. It is a claw. Yeah. It's big trash. <laughs> and, like, they have such cool, like, they just have, like, cool history. And I'm like, you guys couldn't have drawn on that? Like, what are you doing? Like, who? It looks like the. Who got a hold like, of the clip art and submitted it to you and you thought that was okay? It looks like it should be for the Chargers. It's so bad. Like, if it was a zigzag instead of a straight line, like, Chargers. I hate it. All right. It's dumb. Anyways, um, you guys, this was fun. Happy one month until DAC Day. Y'all have a great Monday. We will be back on Friday per usual, but make sure you are subscribed to Blogging the Boys wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, so you cannot miss any of our episodes or any of the amazing, great content that we are putting out for you on the daily. I'm not going to tell you who we have or what we're doing but we do have some really fun special guests lined up for you guys here. You will like it. You will like it. And we're going to do some deep dives into some interesting other things. I know I'm being wildly incredibly vague, but that's on purpose. So in the meantime, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> if you want to have me give you some ridiculous polls on what your favorite fast food restaurants are. God. Getting uh, ratioed. Can I call you out? Sure. She likes Applebee's more than Chili's. I literally picked Applebee's and I Absurd. am getting wildly ratioed right now. Yeah. I feel like maybe maybe I you am wrong. It. I'm fine with it. I'm going to stick with the take because like, listen, it's, I stand by it. But like, maybe I need to go eat there again because maybe I'm just wrong. Well, we have been trying to plan the dad crawl in which we go to all the super dad places <laughs> that are all chain restaurants. Lava cakes and Lava Miller cakes. Lights. Yes. <laughs> A so combo to remember. We'll uh, re-familiarize you and get you back on track. Oh, we'll report back. picking chilies over Applebee's. What are you thinking? Yeah. Anyways. Um, so we'll hang out with you guys on social media. But until Friday, you guys... Have a great week and never forget. Cowboys forever, Eagles for never. Bye, guys. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.